The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Are you living with the most up-to-date life software? And have you experienced the necessary upgrade to live life to the fullest? Now, now let me illustrate for you what I mean. Um, about a week ago, my wife's phone stopped working. Uh, you know, she opened it up, tried to turn it on, and you know, like the Apple sign just popped up, and it just stayed there. And so we reset it and reset it, and just the same thing ha- kept happening over and over again. So, you know, you got to bring it into the shop. And finally, after full diagnosis, he said, I'm sorry, your phone is shot. I'm, meaning I'm going to have to completely reboot the whole thing. And you're going to lose any, and, I, and Laura's pleading, Patrick, he can't wipe my phone. I haven't, I haven't backed it up in years. There's pictures on there, like they're, they're irreplaceable. I said, well, honey, did you run, a, have you run updates ever? No, no, she's never updated her phone. I said, well, no wonder it stopped working. Like it's not designed to function like that. But so we did, we, she had to have the whole thing wiped and redone. She gets her phone back. She doesn't have any contacts. So if you're wondering why, you know, maybe Laura hasn't gotten back with you, it's because she doesn't have any contacts. She has no idea who anybody is. I mean, I text her and she's like, who is this? Um, but you know, but, but the truth is I do the same thing. So let me, let me make this really personal. So on my, on my MacBook Pro, uh, it keeps, it's done this now, I, I'm thinking for at least a year. I've had this little prompt that pops up and it tells me it, I should upgrade my OS. And, and so I gotta tell you, I have figured out the formula of how to ignore this thing. If you click details, it won't just go away on its own, right? So you have to click details and then another pop, in fact, I think I have, I don't know, are those screenshots available? If they're not, oh well, but they might be. Um, Maybe so, I, I, I kind of copy paste. Anyway, what happens is it, it, it shows up, and if I click details, then another screen pops up, and then I can X out of it. And this is how I ignore the, update, the upgrade prompts. And so I, ha- I refuse to upgrade my computer, and I'll tell you why. It's working fine. Like I'm happy with how it works. And I've upgraded before, and then I have to learn the whole new system. And it takes time to learn this new system. And additionally, when they first come out, right, sometimes they have bugs in them. And so I like, I'm like, ah, let somebody else deal with that stuff. I'll wait a while until they work on all the bugs and then I'll upgrade. Uh, additionally, um, I don't know why I need to. Like, I don't know the benefit of the upgrade. Some of you, you would upgrade your life. You would slow down and take the time to walk through the necessary upgrades if you knew how it would change your life, how it would be worth it in the end. You would stop ignoring and deleting those prompts in your heart if you knew it was worth it. And yet most of us go through our life not running with the most updated life software. We haven't upgraded our life to what we need to live life to the fullest. And as a result, some of us are running at a little slower 
um, impact. Our life isn't quite what it could be. Now, the reality is, you would if you knew how good it could be, and yet so many of us settle for it's good enough, but it's not. You, you know it's not. It's not good enough because how are you doing in your thinking? Could, could your thinking experience a little bit of an upgrade? How are you doing in your relationships, in forgiveness, in compassion and kindness? Could it use a little upgrade? How are you doing in the way that you react to the news around you? Think about the, the stuff that's gone on now for not just 15 months, but the truth is it wasn't like things were, you know, we weren't like living easy life before the pandemic hit, all right? So how has life been for you? I mean, are you just calm, you know, calm and cool as a cucumber when you read the news or are things a little bit troubling for you? Do you get a little bit upset, a little anxious, a little bit driven by fear? Maybe your faith could use an upgrade. And so I wonder if the way life is right now, as is, is good enough. Look, Jesus was speaking about this very issue. He said, the world around you is gonna be crazy and chaotic. There's gonna be trouble and things are not gonna get better. They're gonna get worse. By the way, just a quick parenthetical um, statement that some of you need to be very, very aware of. The trajectory of history is not going from bad to better. It's going from bad to worse. And some of you, because you expect life to go from bad to better, your hope is in the world around you improving. And every time it doesn't improve, you get depressed and discouraged. But when you hear the words of Jesus, he's saying, no, 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 things are going to go from bad to worse. And he's not saying that to upset us. He's saying that to warn us that, the, that we need to experience an upgrade in life to handle the trouble around us. In fact, I'm going to jump in to the Gospel of John for a moment, an eyewitness to Jesus' teachings. John writes to encourage the church. He says this in John chapter 16. But these things I have told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you them. He goes like this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He goes like this, look, I've told you some scary stuff. And because I told you some scary stuff, you've gotten like freaked out of your mind. He goes, but I want you to know this. The reason I'm going is so that I can send the helper and it's to your advantage that he comes to you. Now, during pandemic, you know, Zoom calls at home when our kids were home from school and um, kids are doing school, you know, all this crazy stuff, school from home. Uh, I can remember one day Laura had been doing uh, homeschooling with uh, our kindergartner for like a couple weeks. And then it was my turn. It was like a Friday and I was home and I, Laura asked me to do it. And we realized something. She's a better helper. Part of her uh, undergrad, part of her bachelor's education was in education. And she's just better at it than I am. Uh, I, I understand what he's learning, 
but I don't know how to take what the teacher is giving and help him do better at it. And so my frustration level is rising, even though he's trying. And then Laura steps in and she's like a magician. She just starts having fun with, with him and he's getting it and he's laughing. And I'm like, how does this work? And he, here's, this is what Jesus said. There's only one God. We, we as Christians, we believe there is one God, and yet he has revealed himself in three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he said one of them is a better helper than the others. God the Father, the sovereign over all the universe. So when you think God, you're thinking really of God the Father. He rules sovereign with all power and all authority over all things. Jesus, God the Son, who is Savior and Rescuer. He is our mediator. And then the Holy Spirit, our helper. The one who comes, who's frankly just better at assisting us. And so Jesus said, it's better that I leave because the helper, the Holy Spirit will come and it will be to your advantage that I leave so he can come. And then Jesus continues, he goes, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have all kinds of troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world. See, you're gonna get all scared but all the troubles around you. And Jesus said, I don't want you to be consumed with the problems around you. I want you, to, I want you to experience the peace of God that comes from not just having God with you, Jesus, but having God in you, the Holy Spirit. Now, if we hit the fast forward just a little bit, the gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the, those are the accounts of the life, teachings, death, resurrection of Jesus. It ends with Jesus' resurrection. The author, Luke, who was a physician, he's uh, an academic, he, he was attracted to the church and he began to study the life and teachings of Jesus and became persuaded that Jesus is who he said he was. And so Luke becomes a follower of Jesus, even though he never met Jesus, but he met people who knew Jesus. And so he writes, one of the gospels, the gospel of Luke. Then he writes a sequel. It's like the part two. It's, and, and what's amazing is part two, which is the book of Acts, shows you what it's like after you experience Jesus. And so that's the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, you kind of have this opening. It's, it picks up after Jesus' resurrection, but before his ascension into heaven. And so let's jump in there. Acts chapter one, verse six. Then they gathered around him. This is all Jesus' closest friends and followers. And they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Okay, so just picture this with me. Jesus teaches amazing truths. He, he reveals to them the principles of the kingdom of heaven and what it's like to live heaven on earth. And then Jesus is brutally put to death. He dies sacrificially for us. And then he miraculously and powerfully rises from the dead, conquering death itself. And now he's gathered with his closest friends and followers. And they're like, all right, now is it time for you to overthrow the Roman empire? Now is the time for you to conquer Caesar and overthrow Rome and reestablish the throne of David? Like, now is it going to happen? Now, modern times, if you had to do this in emoji, it would just be facepalm. <laughs> Jesus is like, are you kidding me? 
After all of this, you haven't caught on that I am not about politics and building a political kingdom, but building my kingdom in your personal lives? So he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and dates the father has set by his own authority. I don't want you worrying. I don't want you consumed with me fixing politics. I don't want you constantly worrying about the economy and where the direction of the Supreme Court or the direction of a nation or the direction of, of the culture around you. These things are in the hands of the Father. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Just think upgrade. You will receive a supernatural upgrade when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When Jesus is talking, he's talking about this supernatural, not just update, but an upgrade to your entire OS functionality, how your entire spirit and body works. And so the challenge I want to give you is that you are invited like the follow, the earliest followers of Jesus to live an unexplainable life in the Holy Spirit. I put the word unexplainable because that is the point. You can live on your own a very explainable life. It's predictable. It's containable. It's explainable. Every You put this in, you get this outcome. You have these thoughts, these thoughts will produce this decision and that decision will lead to that outcome. You react to your own, you allow your emotions to drive your life. You'll be controlled by your emotions and it will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your relationships. It will destroy your career, right? You, a plus B equals C. But when you begin to live the life of Jesus and you experience the unexplainable life of the Holy Spirit, your life begins to take a radical turn because it's upgraded to the life of God. Now, you and I, our life much more resembles my wife's phone. You keep going through life thinking that this is good enough, thinking that this is all right, all along not realizing that at some point a crash is coming and it's not going to work anymore. And some of you, you've experienced a crash and you lost so much and life is just stuck on a restart cycle on the reset and you can't get you can't get it to go past just getting reset some of you are trapped in addictions or you're trapped in faulty thinking you're trapped in broken emotions you're trapped in a broken relationship but what god wants to do is step in and transform your life how jesus came from heaven to earth to step into our lives step into our time and space to take our crash on himself he died in our place what causes our perpetual crash is sin, a spiritual setback, a spiritual virus that gets into our system that causes us to perpetually live broken lives crashed. And so sin, which sets us up for the sabotage of life, ruins us and sets us up for eternal failure. But Jesus came from heaven to earth to take on the consequence of sin, to take on that sabotage. He, he put sin on himself, died in our place, cracked the code, and gave us a forever reset, a forever um, 
software transformation so that when you plug into Jesus, he forgives you of sin, transforms your life, gives you new and eternal life, and then gives you a Holy Spirit upgrade. So when you believe in Jesus by faith, God's spirit, which is eternal and invisible, comes and lives in your eternal invisible spirit. Now, before I go any further in this message, and there's more to go, because I want to talk about this Holy Spirit upgrade. But before I do, all of this means very little if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ. And so let's begin there. If right now your life is like that phone, either you feel the crash coming or it's already crashed. And what you need is a reset, a spiritual forgiveness of sins, removal of shame and guilt, new life through faith in Jesus. Then would you just do that? Put your faith in Jesus Christ by faith. Pray, ask God. Say, God, I, I believe in you. I believe in Jesus that he died for me and rose again. I, I'm willing to receive forgiveness and receive his Holy Spirit in my life. And if you're making that commitment, would you let us know? Say yes to Jesus and text the name Jesus to 81411. And when you shoot us a text, you're gonna get a quick prompt. Follow that prompt. Just send it, send it, just fill that out. One of our pastors will follow up with you and encourage you as you begin this new journey of faith in Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in Jesus, it's not physically Jesus that comes and lives with you, right? Like we don't see a whole bunch of Jesuses walking around. No, what happens is God's eternal invisible spirit comes and lives inside of us. He fills us. But God doesn't just want to fill you. He wants to flow through you. So this is not about you having access to the Holy Spirit. This is about you giving the Holy Spirit access. Listen to me. Some of you, you feel like you're trying really hard to get to God. You don't have to try to get to God. You believe in Jesus by faith, boom. His Spirit is in you and with you at all times. So, but now you've got to give him access. Allow him to work in every aspect of your life. And so now I want to jump back into the book of Acts and show you what, it's look like, what it looks like to have this Holy Spirit upgrade. So here it is, Acts chapter 2. So this is just a, a few moments later. So Jesus ascends into heaven. Then we have a, a period of days. And boom, this happens. These people are in prayer. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be like tongues or little flames of fire that separated and came, rest, came down to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They already believed in Jesus and yet now again, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. There's this supernatural encounter where even though they've believed in Jesus, they're, they're not walking in the full upgrade of a supernatural life. And so here's what I want you to get. That you can receive a Holy Spirit upgrade to unexplainable courage and power. What are you getting when you get this, when you get this Holy Spirit upgrade? You're, you're getting upgraded to something that is unexplainable, and that is courage and power. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready to acknowledge that I need more courage, and I need more power than I can muster on my own. 
The courage I have is explainable. And whatever authority and influence and power I have, it's completely explainable. But I want to I want to be part of something that is unexplainable. And that's what you see in this passage is that these followers of Jesus are in prayer. They believe in Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in them, but then the Holy Spirit comes on them and begins to move through them. And so what do you do with this? I don't know about, I don't know about you, but I recognize that I want to be part of something God is doing, something unexplainable in my workplace, in my neighborhood, in your workplace, in our community, our city, our nation. God did not intend to send you out alone. And he, not, he did not intend just for his spirit to be in you. He wanted to have his Holy Spirit work through you. And so when you believe in Jesus by faith and God's Holy Spirit comes in you, then you ask him to work through you. That's it. You just simply ask the Holy Spirit. There's an, there's an upgrade to your life that happens when you ask the Holy Spirit to come and transform your life. And, and that's what I want to speak to. Uh, in this moment, you see this supernatural upgrade to the way they were living. And from this point, these guys, these men and women begin to be world changers. They are transformed and they begin to transform the world around them. And, and for you, you are invited to live an upgraded life. Later, the author Paul, the apostle Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth and he gives a list of all these different gifts of the spirit. Now, some of you, you've heard about them and you were, you were scared of them because you thought that those gifts function like fireworks. You light them on fire and they just start blowing up all over the place. Some of them are shooting through the church this way and shooting that way. They And it's just scary and weird and nobody knows when one of them's gonna go off. And so you've just backed away and you're like, yeah, anything that's got fire to it, I'm just gonna steer clear. But here's the deal. They are not trophies. They are tools. They're not meant to be displayed. They are meant to be deployed. All right, so what I mean is this. In, in your everyday life, God wants to do an upgrade. And if you look at it, every one of those gifts are targeted at upgrading each of your systems. All right, so follow me here. I'm just going to give you some examples. Your thinking. You and I are, are limited in our thinking by what is explainable. Our education, our experience, our, the, the available people that we can learn from, right? And that affects our thinking. You have access to the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit who gives you an unexplainable access to the words of knowledge. He allows you to think things you otherwise wouldn't think on your own. He gives you words of wisdom. You and I, we're limited by our own experience, and so our wisdom is human. But when you have upgraded by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life, suddenly you get wisdom that comes from heaven. He can upgrade your emotions. So previously you were trapped in your own emotions, but he gives you supernatural love, supernatural power, supernatural faith that allows you to believe things you otherwise couldn't believe. In fact, if it happened, you'd say, I don't believe it. But when you experience the supernatural upgrade, you believe it because you know that God can do what God said he can do. 
Maybe, maybe you're struggling in understanding the world around you and you're limited by the news and conversations. But then Holy Spirit upgrade gives you discernment. Suddenly you begin to understand things and see things more clearly than you ever could have before. He can upgrade your prayer life. Maybe you get stuck and you don't know how to pray and you, you start stumbling over your words. You don't know what to say. He said, I'll upgrade your prayer life. I'll give you a language so that you can pray. You might not even know fully what you're saying. But he says, I'm going to upgrade your prayer life with a new language. I'll upgrade it so that you can pray in a way that it, it, your, your spirit's connecting with God's spirit. I'll upgrade it so that you might, you might speculate what's going to happen in the future. And I know during the past 15 months, we've all been speculating on what's going to happen next. When you have a Holy Spirit upgrade, he says, I'll tell you what's going to happen next. I'll give you a gift of prophecy. So that there are moments, not always, but there are little moments where God will give you a glimpse into something and you suddenly have a very clear understanding of what's going to happen next. See, each of them are upgrades to your current operating system, which is completely explainable, but entirely inadequate. God designed you to be dependent on him. Now, what do you do with this? Well, let's jump back in. He was like this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Don't miss this. He goes like this. You'll receive power, and you will be my witnesses. You need power in order to be a witness, and the only way to be a witness is if you have power. Let's jump ahead to the next chapter. He goes like this. Um, they, they pull Peter and John in, these disciples. They... They, they, get, um, they get arrested and they get questioned. And the, those that are questioning them see the power of God on Peter and John's life and they're amazed and perplexed. They ask one, and I'm sorry, I, I'm jumping to chapter four. My brain's going fast forward here. This is chapter two. So after this scene where they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and they're speaking in tongues and amazing things are happening, the people in the crowd go, they're amazed and perplexed and they ask one another, what does this mean? Then Peter stood up with the 11 he raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And then he preaches a message to them about Jesus. And, he's, and he concludes it this way. And God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. The people who heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. This is the same Peter who just a, a, you know, a couple of weeks earlier was running away because they were threatening him. And he was like, I don't even know who Jesus is. Three times Peter denies Jesus. Fast forward 50 days, and this guy, because of the power, the upgrade of the Holy Spirit, he's preaching to thousands of people, telling them that they need to repent, turn from their wickedness, and that they would, if they believe in Jesus by faith, that he would forgive them of their sins. And, and a community is transformed. How do you go from being a coward to being a bold witness? Holy Spirit. And this is what I want to challenge you. The Holy Spirit upgrade empowers you to lead with influence. That's Peter. 
Peter led with influence. And every one of you are called to lead with influence. You are not called to fit in, blend in, um, look like anyone else and act like anyone and everyone else. You are called to stand up and stand out, to be bold and to be a light in darkness. The world doesn't need a better darkness. The world around us needs light. It doesn't need a better flavor of itself. It needs salt in the, in, in the flavorless, um, decaying world. And the Holy Spirit in you empowers you to lead with influence, to be a witness of Jesus. What does a witness do? A witness speaks up about what they have seen and heard. And when you encounter Jesus... You've seen something in your own life and you have a story to tell and you can't help but speak about what you've seen and heard. The Holy Spirit in you wants to work through you. He is not a power. He is a person. But when the Holy Spirit is living in you, he gives you power. And that power is not to show off. It's to show up and be a witness of Jesus. Every one of you tapped on the shoulder by God himself to speak up and speak out and to stand up and stand out. To be a light, not, not to speak your own opinion, not to speak your politics. Remember, Jesus said, no, no, no. It's not for you to worry about that stuff. Put that in the hands of the Father. You you receive the Holy Spirit and be a witness of me. You, what you're going to stand up and stand out for is Jesus. Make, if you're going to, if you're going to die on a mountain, die on the mountain of making much of Jesus. If you're going to, if you're going to fight over politics, then fight over making much of Jesus. If you're going to stand up and stand out in your community, then stand up and stand out for Jesus. Jesus, the Savior of the world, the God who loved us so much that he showed up and showed off. That's it. You want to know how you show up and you show off? You get upgraded in your spirit by allowing the Holy Spirit not just to come in, but to flow out of you. And some of you are missing out because you've been scared of the work of the Holy Spirit. You've been scared of what he might do in you and what he might do through you. And meanwhile, you're like my wife's phone that is about to crash and miss out on its best. I promise you, your best days are ahead of you if you will allow God's Spirit in you and to work through you. He wants to invite you into a radical adventure, into a life of boldness, into a life of, of yeah, it might feel a little dangerous and it might feel a little wild, but it is the full life that God intended you to live that you can only live when you're upgraded by the Holy Spirit. So now, I, I do, I want to pray over you. And I'm thinking about this because when I read in the book of Acts, over and over and over again, the apostles would show up in different places and they would say, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they, we, we don't even know what you're talking about. They would lay hands on them. They would pray over them. And then the Holy Spirit would come and amazing, miraculous, supernatural things would begin to happen in them and in their cities. How about you? But we need some miraculous, supernatural things to begin to happen in our lives and in our neighborhoods and in our cities. So Holy Spirit, come. Come in the city of Chambersburg and in Franklin County. Come to Hagerstown and in Washington County. Come to, come to this region. 
come to Frederick County. God, come to Berkeley County. Come to this region and begin to do what only you can do. And I know you do it in and through us. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. We receive you in our lives. Now would you empower us by your spirit to live the full life of God, to be upgraded to an unexplainable kind of life filled with courage and power. Would you upgrade us to an unexplainable life so that we lead with influence that's beyond ourselves? that our mouths will become the mouthpiece of God, that our hands will become an extension of Jesus, that our attitude would be that of Jesus, that our thoughts would be upgraded to your thoughts, that our emotions would be upgraded to the unconditional love of the Father. Would you, would you begin to upgrade us right now? We know that it might require us to slow down. It might require us to take some time it, it might require us to work some bugs out of our own life. But Jesus, we acknowledge that we need your Holy Spirit right now. We don't want to do this on our own anymore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.